0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a little bit since we've hopped on the podcast. Um, Mainly, it was just to give Brandon a chance just to go into hiding a little bit to rethink um, his decision making on choosing against Patrick Mahomes, wanting to trade him, stuff like that. So, you know, I just wanted to give him that time to reconsider all that he has done. Have you reconsidered what you've done? Do you feel bad for your crimes?
1: Whoa, whoa! all I said was the Browns was going to give them the, the toughest. Game out of all the teams that made the playoffs, and they did.
0: Oh, here we go again with this. They told, did. They, they were Buffalo down. Had, like no, like Buffalo 19. had no Buffalo
1: had zero shot. At least at least Cleveland held Kansas City to field goals. I remember you tweeting about it and saying, man, Kansas City needs to score because they just can't. They just keep kicking field goals. And they need to get a touchdown. That's
0: fake news. I never tweeted that.
1: Never tweeted and it. And what did Buffalo do? Oh, here. You want a touchdown? You want a touchdown? How about you? You want a touchdown, Tyreek?
0: Here's uh, a free one for you. I will pat myself was- on the back, though, because I did say if if Buffalo got to face Kansas City, I didn't think it would be close because I didn't think playing Kansas City in their style would work out well. And lo right. and behold.
1: Well, and that's why I said they were going to get blown out by Kansas City. And they did.
0: And I told you that the Browns were going to be, you know, the stepping stool. They were until Patrick Mahomes got knocked into 2019. (laughs) And yeah, listen, if Kansas City would have scored on that drive, I tweeted it. They would have been up as much as like 19 or something like like 20 something like they would have been up. The game would have been just completely done. They didn't. Well, yeah, that's because they told whoever that linebacker was, listen, we need to play. Figure five choke hold Patrick Mahomes out on the on the field and get us back in this game. And he's like, sir, yes, sir. And that's what he did. He choked him out. Patrick Mahomes had jello legs. He was wobbly. And yeah, we went from there. But the Chiefs obviously advanced to take on the Bills. That was um, it was a close game for a quarter. And then, you know, then it wasn't. And the Chiefs obviously advanced to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Man, the Bucks really did everything they could to give that game back to the Packers. Um, yeah. They were trying. Because once that, what was it? Once um, they scored, did, did Green Bay throw a pick or something happened? Um, and they were up double digits. and then And then Tom Brady kept throwing picks. Like he literally threw like two or three back to back. And Green Bay just did nothing with it every time so i just it, that, yeah, was, that was that was fun then, game to watch though
1: so. you know it's funny and i saw someone say this too the two more aggressive teams won. yes
0: and, and
1: and you know you look at you look at green bay and i i mean obviously Aaron Rodgers was upset um that they didn't go for it uh but they they really they really needed to go for it there because I get it. You have three timeouts, and you also have the two-minute warning. But at the same time, it it doesn't matter because you're down by – what were they down, by eight? Yeah, they are down by eight. So if you kick a field goal, you still need a touchdown. Like right. It, it, makes, it, it makes just sense. it made no
0: sense. Yeah, they they would have still need a touchdown to ultimately win the game, and a lot of people are getting on Aaron Rodgers for not running. And I I, I think he should have ran it in. He but. should have, but I don't think he would have made it. I think he would have got to about the two or three yard line because there was two corners on that on that guy mm-hmm. on that tight end in the end zone. I'm sure one of those guys would have got to him, and he probably would have been stopped short. But I heard you know some people talking about it this morning that you know if. LaFleur would have went into that drive and instilled it in Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, this is four-down territory. Maybe Rodgers does that a little bit differently. Who knows? I don't know. Either way, it didn't work out for them. I thought the more fun Super Bowl would have been Green Bay, Kansas City, but in terms of the best storyline Super Bowl, it's it's this one. It's Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Um, you know, you got the current GOAT in Tom Brady, and I know a lot of Broncos fans are going to hate that, but it's true. He's the best player of all time as we speak. And then you have the guy who I think will eventually surpass him, Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I tweeted out the other day. It's it's pretty cool, I think, that we get the NFL version of what would have been like a Jokic-Jordan finals. You got the GOAT <laughs> and then the next GOAT. Like, I just think it's amazing, honestly. It's it's mind-blowing to me.
1: Well, on with the day we're recording this, it reminds me of, you know, we didn't get Kobe versus LeBron. Right. Um, and obviously, uh, the day that we're recording this, I don't know if you're going to get this up today, but uh, it's been a year. Yes, uh, to the day. Yeah, and so that that's one thing that really bothers me is that we didn't get the LeBron versus Kobe NBA Finals, which we should have
0: gotten... um 9
1: like Well,
0: like, at least in, I think it was oh nine when when the Magic went, because they mm-hmm. beat the Cavs. Right. So...
1: Yeah, and then two thousand and ten. Uh he lost I to Boston.
0: Believe.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, they lost Boston and then two thousand eleven. Um
0: That's when he was in Miami. It was his first year in Miami?
1: He was in Miami, but I believe the Lakers lost to Oklahoma City.
0: I wanna e- say
1: yes, I think so. So yeah, they, they just missed them. Uh they just missed each other, and that's you know, so I, I think I, as much as I would have liked to have seen Rodgers versus Mahomes, I think this one, like you said, is, is definitely the better storyline. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I thought that if Green Bay got to the Super Bowl, they would win. I, just, I think they would match up kind of similar to how the Browns were, just better because you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Um, the way they can run the ball and and their defense too i think is better suited to play the chiefs whereas i think tampa bay they have a great run defense a solid front seven but their secondary is iffy so i think you that's know. suspect
0: well right, where they're bro. gonna have to win the game is at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and it's gonna have to be shack barrett Who, okay, by the way, Shaq Barrett, he gets to a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Like that's that's nuts. First off, they're also the first team in NFL history to play a home game in the Super Bowl, which
1: no fans.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I'm sure there'll be a limited capacity. But yeah, you can't even get it with your own. Like it's cool. But like, of course, it's the one year that our fans (laughs) can't even be there. But that's cool in itself. But it's going to have to be that like it's going to have to be JPP and it's going to have to be Shaq Barrett. They're going to have to get after Patrick Mahomes. Um, That's where the game, I think, is going to be decided. Uh, We saw it last year in the Super Bowl. San Francisco's front completely dominated Kansas City for three and a half quarters. And all it took was one play to Tyreek Hill. Okay. But if they can win that, and, and one thing that's going to hurt Kansas City is obviously Fisher going down with a torn Achilles. So he's not going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so how
1: offensive line is out. I mean, they, they have a right. ton of injuries.
0: Well, and that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, yeah, you're missing your offensive line, but Tyreek Hill gets open so quickly. And Patrick, Mahomes. Well, I've... Patrick Mahomes is not necessarily like you don't think of him as like Lamar Jackson elusive, but for some reason in the pocket, he just eludes everybody. I just don't understand it. He just gets past everybody. And it's that one extra split second, half second when he creates that space. It's boom. It's a 12 yard pass to to Travis Kelsey or to Tyreek Hill. And that's just where you get absolutely demoralized. So Tampa Bay, they're going to have to be on it, man. That's a tough assignment. But on the other end, uh, man, I think Kansas City is probably playing the best all around talented offense that they faced in this entire playoffs. You have Tom Brady with the wide receivers they have, Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, Antonio Brown, if he plays, uh, Scotty Miller, who's an impact guy. You have to watch out for those little white slot guys. They're they're key. Uh, Rob Rob Gronkowski. I mean, and then you have Leonard Fournette with how he's running right now. And Ronald Jones like that offense. I'm still leaning Kansas City because, again, I'm of the mindset. I'm not going to believe that they lose until the clock hits zero and they have less points than the other team. But Tom's got a real shot at this.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, You look back at the game that they played each other, though. Kansas City, even though it ended up being like a three point game, Kansas City controlled that whole game. I mean, they were up by. Like seventeen.
0: They did. When, when did they play them, though?
1: That was. It was still. It was later in the year. Was it? Um. So I. I just. The, the the problem is that Tampa Bay's. Tampa Bay's secondary isn't great. Like they've they've gotten killed.
0: A in lot this year.
1: Uh, and then. They're like Kansas City. They don't. Like Tampa Bay's defense is built to stop the run. And their matchups benefited them because Green Bay, what do they want to do? They want to run the ball with Aaron Jones, right? Uh New Orleans, what do they want to do? They want to run the ball with, with Kamara. and like those two teams can throw the ball, but it's they're not the their both those teams' passing game isn't as dynamic as Kansas City or even or even Buffalo for that matter. So that's the problem, is that based off of matchups, I just I'm not gonna say that they don't have a chance because they will, because they have Tom Brady, but it they're gonna have to win by outscoring Kansas City. It's gonna have they're gonna have to win
0: 38-35. Yeah. They
1: won't be able to win 2017.
0: And for for context too, Tampa Bay's pass defense was 21st this year and, and Kansas City was 14th. So it's um yeah, I mean it's gonna be an interesting matchup. And it's it's the two it's the villain of the past 20 years in the NFL versus the guy who's likely to take over for him in Patrick Mahomes. Like I wouldn't be shocked if five to seven years from now people see Patrick Mahomes and think of him the way they thought of Tom Brady. Like, I am annoyed by this guy. I just want your team to lose. Um But honestly, it's really weird because as a Broncos fan, like I'm just I've actually just gotten like I hate the Chiefs still, but I've just gotten over it. I'm just to the point where like I'm just accepting this man's greatness. Like he's just so great. I'm just like, I can't even hate on him. Yeah, I don't want him to necessarily win because that means the Chiefs win. But he's just so good. He's so good. It's just undeniable.
1: Yeah. I, I think the one thing that you know, if I'm Kansas City, I'm a little concerned about his his toe. Um but again, like you said, he doesn't necessarily he doesn't need to move around a whole lot. No. <laughs> uh, so you know he he's good at kind of shifting through, and so I I think he'll be fine. And you know that Andy Reid is gonna find ways to get get the ball out of his hands quickly. You know that that's the key for them. They need to be able to. You know he he can't. He, it won't work if he has to hold on to the ball. So it's going to have to be a lot of quick short routes early on, run the ball as best as you can. Hopefully, you know, for them, they have uh, Edwards Hilaire healthy, Le'Veon Bell healthy, and they can kind of lean on the run early on. And then you'll probably start to see Mahomes kind of get going later in the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, at this point, just shoot up the toe, you know, throw whatever painkiller you need in there, numb that puppy up, put some you know what they use at the dentist office just throw in about 30 CCs into that big toe and you're fine and uh, he'll, he'll he'll be just fine. It's gonna be a fun game I'm excited for it but even like even if Tampa Bay controls the game like San Francisco last year I'm just like I'm just not ready to just count Kansas City out I just I just can't it's I'm just scarred from it permanently because he is just so inevitable. They are they are the perfect equivalent to the Golden State Warriors that we saw run the, the, the league for the past four to five years. They can be down and, and I told them don't fall into the trap of thinking that this team, well they don't look good, they don't look right. And what it all it took was to get to the playoffs and boom, they look like the complete juggernaut that they are. And
1: well I, I think early on in that in that Cleveland game Not being able to score touchdowns was a bit of a concern.
0: I believe they had one touchdown and four field goals. Yeah, right. But was the game ever in doubt? Did you ever feel like ah Cleveland has a shot? At least with Mahomes in.
1: Um towards the end there when Cleveland started to score touchdowns. That was But Mahomes
0: wasn't in though. Well, right before,
1: because Mahomes went out when they were only up by uh what?
0: It wow, was, I believe it was 19 to three. I'll, I'll double check because I was looking at it last no, it night. It wasn't
1: nine, They had just scored. I believe it was 19 to 10. Is she? So all of a sudden in Cleveland, you've kind of felt the momentum shift, even with Mahomes in there because they couldn't score touchdowns. That was the problem. You know, mm. yeah, they moved the ball. Well, I mean, they moved the ball relatively easily. It's just when they got down there, they couldn't score. And credit to Cleveland's defense for for locking up and and not breaking, but you know it, it's just after that though, Buffalo's defense not good enough. They, but look, Buffalo's defense was playing great down the stretch, but they weren't good enough. Um, so and- Kansas
0: City was up twenty two to ten when Patrick Mahomes went out. Okay, and they had the ball, so they were driving. It was a third well, it and was, one.
1: He got and he got, got choked on. out. Yeah. yeah, he got hurt on. So it was fourth down.
0: Yeah, it was fourth and one because they stopped him short because Mack Wilson decided to stranglehold him um, and, but and nearly like, take that's his that's life.
1: That in that moment before he got hurt, it did feel like all of a sudden Cleveland had some momentum going.
0: Did it? They're down 12. I mean, they yeah, did come they... off of a touchdown drive, so
1: I'll give you that, but. Yeah. and they were getting stops that was the thing they weren't they weren't giving up touchdowns i believe that one touchdown that, that, that kansas city had
0: i mean the last one the they missed the field goal the drive so the drive that patrick mahomes they got hurt it ended in a field goal before that drive it was a missed field goal before that one it was a field goal um right well that's what goal. i'm saying
1: cleveland was doing a good job of holding the field goals and all of a sudden they had that touchdown So it it did feel, it didn't feel like, oh, Cleveland's going to win this thing. But it it felt like, okay, well, Kansas City hasn't had anything really going offensively since they had the touchdown in the, what, first, first quarter?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: So, I mean, think about that. Kansas City had one touchdown in that game. So it didn't... It really offensively it didn't really feel great. And then you go into the Buffalo game, and I think that's why people were saying, well, Buffalo has a chance because Kansas City couldn't score against Cleveland. And Buffalo's defense had been playing well. But even if even Buffalo's defense, like, yeah, they were playing well, but the offensives the offenses that they were playing weren't that great. And the week before, when they beat the Colts, the Colts had a just a I mean they were they had an easy time uh or at least in the the first round the wild card round they had an easy time going down and 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 scoring on Buffalo's defense you know the the Colts really should have won that game so I I just I I don't I'm not sure about Kansas City's offense still but the only reason why I think they'll be fine against Tampa Bay is because Tampa Bay's secondary has been awful.
0: Yeah. I mean that that Murphy, what is it, Murphy Bunting or whatever that guy's name was that locked up uh Michael Thomas, though, he's playing really well. So maybe they're they're catching fire at the right possible time. It's gonna be a fun matchup. The only thing that makes this different from last year's Super Bowl, obviously than the teams and all that, coaches and whatever. They have Tom Brady. He's the ultimate equalizer. He is the guy that I've always equated to the villain in the horror film that you think you kill, but he gets back up and you shoot him again and then he gets back up again. And you're like, why just won't you die and go home and leave me alone? That is Tom Brady. And at 42, 43, however old he is, he still looks good. I get it. He he doesn't have the same athletic athleticism in terms of his arm strength, but Tom was never a big arm guy anyways. So he's the ultimate equalizer. He's he's one of those guys that you don't want to give. It's it's great that this game has two guys that are like, you don't want to give that guy the ball on the last drive. And I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to come down to. It's whoever's going to have the ball last in this drive or in this game. And uh, I'm excited for it. Well, also
1: think about like Brady, I don't think has ever played in a normal Super Bowl. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going gonna... right. to... It's real. I mean, maybe other than the Rams one, that was probably the easiest. The oh,
0: Rams, one. the Carolina one. Even the
1: Carolina one came down to a field goal.
0: Yeah. So. Well, so did that that Rams one too, didn't it? No, I don't think so. I thought it, it did.
1: did. I, I that one felt the easiest. Other than that, though, I think most of them have come down to field goals. So it's not it's it's not going to be a blowout. That's for sure.
0: Um, let's see uh oh that was the first that was the second rams patriots super bowl that one was just boring um yeah it was 20 to 17 and that first one came down to that last second field goal oh really Uh
1: it felt it felt different i guess i think it's
0: because the rams didn't play well to start the game yeah and then they kind of caught fire but yeah the i mean that one the carolina one um and then after that what was it so is that one carolina Ugh, do we have to go through the whole Patriots Super Bowl history now mm-hmm. that I can't remember? All is going to annoy me now.
1: You don't need to do that.
0: <laughs> uh, no, now I'm annoyed. Now I have to see it. What was after the Carolina one?
1: Um, Carolina was the second one. I think the first uh, one right before that was the Rams. So they beat the Rams. That was Brady's first. Yep. And it was Carolina. Then it was... eagles so it
0: was so actually the so yeah it was so it was new england rams that was the first one then it was carolina after tampa bay oakland then it was new england philly in which uh to had like a broken leg that year or something like that um then it was then the giants beat them and then it was a few years and then they got beat by the giants again and then they beat uh seattle the Falcons, I'm still mad at Seattle and the Falcons for that. The Rams one was just a stinker. And then that was obviously it, so. Ugh. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah. We'll Shall we,
0: do you know. want to pick it now? Or do you want to try and squeeze in a pod on the weekend and pick it?
1: Well, it's not this weekend, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. There's two weeks. Awesome. we got two weeks. So yeah, we can we can definitely
0: wait. Okay. All right, well we can wait on that. So we'll move on from that. And uh one team that's starting to catch fire, and I'll pat us both on the back because even though we both were getting to our wits' end, the Denver Nuggets, after starting the season, what were they? One and four, I think it was, mm-hmm. are now it like nine and one. Or no, that's not right. Nine and three in their uh in their last however many games that is. They're starting to turn things around a little bit. Um, I don't know if they're where we exactly hope they'll be or where they want to be. But man, I'm still worried about the minutes. I'm still worried about the minutes that Jamal is playing, that Jokic is playing. But oh my goodness, you're starting to see what this team could start to form into now that they have a full collection. Well, they did have a full collection until PJ Dozier went out last night, um, which is going to be interesting to see how long he's out. And how they handle that guard situation going forward, because that probably means RJ Hampton's going to see a lot more time. But you got Jermichael Green playing, MPJ playing, and this team looks like it could be a top four seed uh, when all those guys are healthy and and clicking.
1: Yeah, well, and and you know we we picked our uh, where we thought they'd be uh, early on in the you know before the season started, and I said top three seed. And they were, the last time we did this podcast, they were what the ninth, tenth, three wins in a yeah, row. Yeah,
0: they, they, yeah, yeah,
1: three wins in a row. All of a sudden, they're the four seed. So, and they're three and a half games back from the first seed. Think about that. I mean, you're only, you know, you're only two and a half back from from the Utah Jazz, who are on this ridiculous eight game winning streak. They'll fall back down to earth. Um. So, yeah, I mean, and if you look at I, I like to look at point differential when you look at, uh, especially teams in the West. And there's only six teams that have a plus in the in point differential. That's the Lakers with the most at plus 9.8. The Clippers at second, plus 7.6. The Jazz are at plus 7.1 at third. Denver's right there at fourth with a plus 4.2. Um, the next one is Phoenix at a plus 2.1. And honestly, I think those are probably the five best teams in the Western Conference. I think Denver's the third best out of those two. I think they're better than Utah, and I think they're better than Phoenix. Um, but the, you know, when when you look at, and I think Dallas is probably right behind the rest of those teams, uh, even though Dallas is really struggling. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're right where. I think they're in a good spot. I don't think it's you know, I don't think they're it's great, but I don't think that it's anything to to worry about. And, and obviously winning four straight and three of the four were against, you know, two of them were against Phoenix, another playoff team, another really good team. And Dallas, uh, who's starting to get healthy. And
0: except for last night, they were down like three starters last night.
1: Yeah. And a team that you've kind of struggled against in the past too. So I I think, I don't think, like, I don't think they're going to, they could, but I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to go on this crazy run. They'll be, you know, the three seed in, in two weeks or something. But I think they're on the right track. We'll see how, how long Dozier is out. But the, the big difference is Michael Porter Jr. and mpj is the second best player on this team no doubts about it
0: oh i don't know okay talent talent wise no no yes no but he is
1: he is playing better how you just
0: turned on jamal you're just
1: no i'm i'm not turning on on jamal mpj is just that good and i think when when he there's this crazy stat out there when he when he puts up 20 plus the Nuggets are have some ridiculous record. I, I forgot who tweeted it out um, a couple of days ago, but they are really good when he scores twenty plus. And if he can do that relatively consistently, they'll be just fine. And Jamal can can do whatever if he you know Jamal can have a big game here and here and there. Uh, and you know as long as NPJ is getting you that twenty that he needs to get you. He's fine. And we, you saw it last night. I mean, when Jamal went out, MPJ scored, what, 12? He the exploded.
0: Next- <laughs> yeah. It was, he it was did. Ridiculous. I don't so, think it's a coincidence that he has, he literally every one of his best games, Jamal is not playing or something like that. And, and when it comes
1: down to it, because it's going to happen, the day that they need to make a decision between the two, they have to pick MPJ. They have to. He's averaging, in, in just the seven games he's played, he's averaging 18 points, seven rebounds. Uh, his PER is the second highest on the team, 25.23. Jamal's, his PER is fourth on the team. Yeah, and Paul Millsap. No, fifth. So, you know, it's... it's. <sighs> Look, I, I love Jamal as much as anyone. He's my favorite Nuggets player right now. But MPJ is, is the second best player and i but i'll say this though i don't i wouldn't start him i still wouldn't start him i think i people get so frustrated when they don't see mpj starting but i think it benefits the nuggets because it lets him take control of that second unit it does and, and he's also playing against other second unit guys so he's killing guys because he's better than all those guys,
0: right? Well, and and some of those times too, they're staggering those minutes, so he mm-hmm. gets some time with Jamal and right. Jokic. And no, I agree. I don't. I don't think putting him up, even though Will Barton is these past two games is woof. I mean, two of nine, but he did have you know some big buckets and some nice moments last night at the end of the game. But no, I I think MPJ does need to stay on the bench. I think him. And Jermichael Green space that floor oh, really they're well.
1: they a very fantastic duo. Yeah,
0: they, they space the floor really well. They both attack the boards with, you know, ferocity. I mean, eight rebounds for both of them. I mean, that's eight rebounds should be MPJ's baseline every night. Like that should be just like Jokic's, you know, rebound or assist should be like six every night. His point should be 20 every night. Like the baseline for MPJ is eight points, and he should, at his as points, it should be an easy 15 to 18. Like, he just he can just walk into 15 to 18. And I saw Matt Moore tweet about this last night, that MPJ had 30 last night, and most of that probably didn't even come in the flow of the offense, if at all. It's just him catching and shooting. And that's that's his his talent. Um, and we don't really get to see him do much more than catch and shoot, attack the basket, you know, or on the fast break. Uh, but he is just... He's special. And like when I tell people, you know, when I was on that SunPod and they, they asked me about MPJ, it's like he can be special. He has the talent to be a top five guy in the league someday. Like that. That's not like exaggerating. <laughs> like he's he's literally Bambi out there and he's still putting up 30 and eight. Um, I think he also leads the team in blocks right now as well. So yeah,
1: I was just about to say he he's the only player that has. It's at one. He's the only player that has anything at one or, or or more. So, right. Yeah, he's like he has some defensive issues, but he's giving you way more on the offensive end than he's giving up on defensive end. And and Jamaica Green, by the way, is covering covering his ass a lot, and so it's it's helping. Um, it's it's really helping out MPJ, and that's why I would keep him on the bench. Uh, but like you said when you were on the Suns podcast, I actually went and uh, and I listened back to it. Um I don't think people realize like MPJ gets attention nationally from like from like ESPN and, and TNT mm-hmm. because they, they see they 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 saw it in in the bubble and in the playoffs, but I don't think people realize it from like other teams. You know, fans from other teams or even just media from like the smaller right. media from from other uh, specific teams like he's. He's special, he he is he has the ability to be a top five player in, in, in the league one day
0: mm-hmm. um, and before and so, the season, too, I think if you would have told us, I think now it's tougher um, because given Nicola's I didn't think he could rise more than he already has. But I think Nikola has jumped to like, okay, this guy could be a a Hall of Famer someday. And I do think Nikola will be. Before this season, I would have said, yeah, I think MPJ could possibly be the best player someday. I think he could probably be or on this team. I think he could probably be 1B, maybe tied for 1A because Jokic is just that good. He's on another level right now. But he can easily be the face of a franchise, if not this one. I mean, he's just that good. Well, and and
1: if if the Nuggets are going to win a championship at some point with Nikola Jokic it's going to have to be MPJ to be that other guy it's going to have to um look, I love Jamal but MPJ gives you look, look at the league and where the league has gone the last 15 years you need someone out on the wing other than Golden State be, well I mean they had Clay Tom- they have Klay Thompson too but you you need that small forward type of player 6 foot 8 6 foot 9 you know, has has the ability to score anywhere. You need that LeBron James, Kevin Durant type of player. And if you don't, and you have to go up against one of those teams, you're gonna lose. It's that simple. You're yeah. you're going to lose. So you need that other player. You need that that star. And I'm and until it happens, I'm always gonna say that you cannot have your best player being a center mm-hmm. uh to win to win a, a championship championship. You just can't. Now Nikola Jokic could be that exception at some point if they do, but the he has to prove it. Uh it has to happen for me to actually believe it.
0: I just think it's so likely with him because he doesn't play like your traditional center.
1: Yeah, but I think at the end of the day though, MPJ might be the one to average thirty in the NBA finals sure. and win M V P. Right. You know? Like that's maybe we we would, as Nuggets fans, we would say, well, Jokic yo, is still the best player, all around player. But at the end of the day, I think MPJ would be the one to win the, the, win the MVP.
0: It sucks too, because Jamal was playing really well last night, actually. Like he was having a really good game before he went out. I mean, he was seven of 11, two of four from three. He was hitting tough shots. When he hits those tough shots, that's how you know he's feeling himself. And then, you know, obviously he, you know, goes all low blow and punches Tim Hardaway Jr. in the, uh, in the nether regions but i just i just don't i just i feel bad in a sense for jamal but at the same time too it's like dude you're you're, you're five years in like there's no more excuses at this point mm-hmm. you know you just if you're it, you you're it and we know he has the talent to be it but for whatever reason he can't he can't put it all together, and I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. You know. And a lot of people, oh, he's injured. And I'm like, okay, if he was that injured, why is he playing then? You know. So at what point do we stop making excuses for Jamal and just call it for what it is and just say, listen, he's inconsistent. He, he, he could be the third best player on a team. And honestly, if Jamal is your third best player on your team, that's a really good team.
1: Well, and, and I'm telling you right now, I think he is.
0: It I might have to trend that way.
1: Now, here's the thing we're going to talk about. If we talk about inconsistency with uh, with uh, with Jamal, we got to talk about it with MPJ. Now, obviously, he came back from, you know, he was out a while. So I'm not going to really count that first Phoenix game. He only played 20 minutes, seven points, six rebounds, shot the ball. Only but it's jumped
0: each three. time, too, though. Every game right. he's been back. I think it was right. like seven to 14. And I think he still had like eight or nine rebounds in that Phoenix yeah. game yeah, yeah.
1: so i mean he's and, jumping and, and he shot five of nine and three of four
0: yeah so and he's a second yeah. year player third year player but,
1: but his first four games it was 24 10 14 30 so yeah. i you know one thing that i'm i'm going to be looking at these next at least for the rest of the season but specifically these next i would say 10 games who's more consistent jamal or mpj Let's see what happens. Who's going to be more consistent over the next 10 games?
0: I'll say this, though. I think that's hard to gauge just because of their standing within the offense. And here's what I mean. So Jamal has more opportunities with the ball in his hand to to do what he wants. He has that two man opportunity when he's you so know he
1: better be the one that plays better
0: right well exactly but it's i mean a, and this is this is there's a problem sure and this is if mpj's elevated to the starting lineup cuz obviously if he's coming off the bench still then he has more freedom to just kind of play his right. game which i think is awesome because that that second unit with monte speaking of guys playing really well monte morris unit he he really fits
1: well in that second right
0: But Monte, I mean, you want to talk about maybe an unsung hero of the season thus far that's really kept this thing afloat other than Nikola Jokic is Monte Morris. I mean, this guy has just been a stud. He only had eight last night. He was two of five, so not his best game. But he is just I'm the more we get deeper into the season, the more I'm just like, I'm glad we signed that guy to an extension, Um, although it still probably doesn't make the most sense. I just think Monte Morris could be a key figure on a championship level team, and, and I'm glad the Nuggets got him. But I just think it's hard to gauge that consistency. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I just think it's hard to gauge it with MPJ because you don't know what it's going to be like. Because when he's in the starting lineup, it's all right. MPJ, go sit in the corner, and if we pass it to you and you're open, shoot it. That's um, what I'm saying. Though. I don't think Malone's going to move him up to the starting lineup. Yeah. Well, and Malone, Malone did say it. I don't know if you saw these comments. Uh, after the game, he said, "I don't get why people make so much, you know, yeah. noise about st- who starts. Because to me, what's more important is who closes the game. Well, who closed the game last night? It was MPJ. Right. So I don't know, man. It's well, um, he wasn't just out there. He he was the one that closed. It. No, yeah, he was he was closing the game, but he was also the closer of the game. Right. Um, right. yeah. That's I mean, what, yeah. I mean, he's
1: he's a special talent. He's he's the second best player on this team. He's, he's the second best player." Um be- before we get to to more though, I, I do want to talk about that Suns podcast that you were on. Shout out to them. Uh they They're have a, awesome. they have a great podcast. Um I can't remember. Do you know the name of their actual podcast?
0: Um, I believe it's the the Valley Pod. Let me look it up on Twitter real quick, I believe. Yeah, uh the Valley Podcast, yes. Sun's Valley Pod. So
1: Yeah, shout out to them. Uh they have a great podcast. Uh but I, I was listening. Uh first off, yes, that was a travel, but you know, Sucks this oh, out. he he definitely took um, a baby step there. Definitely <laughs> took a baby step. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. I get all the all the issues with with the refs, the travel, blah, blah 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 blah. But the Nuggets are the kings of having that two minute report come out the next day and be like, "Oh, sorry, we missed that. You probably should have won." How many times has that happened to Nuggets over the last three? Oh, quarters? sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's a bad bounce for sure. It, it but happens, at the end of the day, too. It happens to
1: every team. But it's happened, I think, to the Nuggets the most.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'll um, say this, too. Like for – and I didn't say this on their podcast. I should have. But don't don't let yourself get in that situation. Right. Like in right. the first Phoenix game, they were up 14. And they they Nuggets found a way to get well, to that's overtime. That's the thing that I want to talk about because
1: Phoenix – and I wish I, – I'm really bummed that I wasn't on the podcast because – that's one thing I wanted to mention to them is Phoenix has done this to themselves all season long. Yeah. They've blown a ton, a ton of games. They blew one to uh Detroit. Like two weeks Shout ago. Shout out Jeremy Grant. They were they were up by I want to say at least 15, probably 20. They lost in overtime. You know, so I, that's something that they've been doing all year long. And and it's something that it just comes down to. They don't know how to close yet. And I think it's just remember when uh, the Nuggets signed Paul Millsap and Paul Millsap had to go to Nikola Jokic and say, you are the guy. Yes, yeah, your team You have it's your team. So it Wade had to do with LeBron. Chris Paul needs to go to Devin Booker. Yep, yeah, and tell him this is your team. You are the closer. That is yeah. your job.
0: That's what it feels like so with that Wade. team. Because when I told them, they didn't know. And I'm sure you probably heard this on the pod since you listened. I told them because I was curious. I was like, you know, because they were like, yeah, because I was talking to Coach Evan. um, Coach B, I think that's his name, Coach Evan B, um, who's on that podcast, Sun Valley Pod. And he was like, yeah, Chris Paul just hasn't been doing well this year. And I was like, really? That's weird. Like, I haven't watched a lot of Suns games. So I was like, I'm just let me just take a peek at his numbers. So I looked at his numbers on like 13 points, woof, eight assists, four rebounds. I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty average. And I was like, you know, what? just out of curiosity, what did Ricky Rubio do last year? Identical numbers. If I would have put their numbers both up and took away the names, nobody would have been able to tell me who's who. And I think. I asked him, I was like, do you think this is a system thing? Because Chris Paul doesn't look like he's like falling off of a cliff. Like he still looks like Chris Paul to me. Obviously, he's not what he once was, but he's still really freaking good. And I think it's a system thing. I think it's a feeling out process type of thing. Like that's Chris I Paul. But I, it
1: could be a system thing. But I think it's more of uh, he, he's kind of
0: no one's trying to step on toes. Yeah. And a well, deferring. Well, if,
1: Here's what I'll say. His second year in in Houston, he averaged 15 uh 15 and 8. Pretty similar to what he's averaging right now in in Phoenix. I think it's more of Devin Booker needs to step up. It's it's that simple. The, that needs to be Devin Booker's team and I don't think Devin Booker has really taken it. And 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 that's I think at the end of the day they go as far as Devin Booker takes them. And 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 here's the reason why Look, when I said I wanted Chris Paul here in Denver, I wanted Denver to go get Chris Paul. It wasn't so that he could be you know, the the second best player on this team. It was so that he could be the fourth best player on this team. That's why I wanted Chris Paul because I wanted his leadership, his toughness, he's a dog, he plays good defense, and he steps up when he needs to. And yeah. you, you saw in the second in the second game he was closing that game out. He can do that. So that's why I wanted him in Denver. It wasn't so that he could average 18 and 10. I don't, that's not, that's not why I wanted him in Denver. That's not why I wanted Denver to go get him. It's because I wanted him to average what he's doing, ironically enough, in Phoenix, averaging 13 and 9, shooting 97% from the free throw line, uh uh 43 from the field, that's a little low. 27 from, from three, that's low. He's not shooting the ball great. He'll get going eventually, um but that's that's what that's what he that's what I wanted him to do here in Denver and then give Jamal the ability to be a true two guard um so that's what needs to happen over there is devin Booker needs to step up he, he's been obviously got hurt, so when he comes back, I think he needs to take more control of the team uh and it needs to go devin Booker won. DeAndre in two, Chris Paul three. That's what it needs to be. And then, you know, the Jay Crowders and Mikkel Bridges, those guys can kind of step in right after. But that that's what needs that that's the pecking order that it needs to be. And unfortunately, right now, I think it's more of Chris Paul number one, Devin Booker two, Mikel Bridges three, Jay Crowder four, DeAndre in five. You know, that's kind of what it's been. So I think just their order of things in it's really because DeAndre Aiton's like twenty-one, twenty, and yeah. Devin Booker's only twenty-four. And that's just a reality. So I don't think I don't think those guys were ready for Chris Paul.
0: Yeah, well it's a it's a feeling out process. And that's still a really young team in their core. I mean Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, you mentioned DeAndre Ayton's age and, and Devin Booker, who was the best player. Um, It still is the best player, I think, but it's just a feeling out process. And I was really shocked, too, when they were like, you know, oh, you guys, Jamal Murray's inconsistent for you guys. Well, Devin Booker's the same way with us. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, when you think Devin Booker, you think, oh, man, he's he's tearing the league up. And that was the same thing for them with Jamal. Like Jamal Murray, isn't he tearing the league up? And they were like floored that we were considering of throwing jamal in a uh in a in a hardened trade and i'm like dude of course i would do that deal you're getting a future hall of famer for a guy who struggles to be consistent night in night oh to me that's a no-brainer but shout out to those guys that was a really fun pod um obviously you know our audience mainly probably isn't uh, phoenix suns fans but it's cool to um to see other pods like that and get the perspective and they were i will i will give them credit they were very nice to me um because i could feel the anger <laughs> i could feel it um they were very angry uh especially it, when it honestly, came to it's probably a good thing i wasn't on with them yeah yeah you probably would have antagonized and poked <laughs> the bear a little bit and you'd be like oh sucks to suck and i would be like well i guess we're getting kicked off this pod so no i mean it, oh, look, it, I, I mean i i like
1: to have fun and mess with them, but yeah they yeah. It, it's i i like what they do though um having their podcast right after the game kind of Digging yeah, reaction. So, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's look. Phoenix is kind of new to this, and they're kind of just entering in the party. Where Denver's been in the party for a couple of years, so it, it's a it's a little different. I just don't think they're ready. No, I, don't think so I, I do like I do like the question. Uh, one of them they asked you, "Who would you rather play, Phoenix or Dallas, in, in the playoffs in, in the first round?" Um. Well, those are the two teams that I would actually avoid if I were Denver. <laughs> so yeah. I'll, take, I'll take anyone else except for the Lakers, the Suns and the Mavericks.
0: Well, that's what I told them. I mean, if I had to choose, like if gun, gun is at my head, I'm choosing the Suns because like it's a young team. Not all of those guys have been on that stage just yet besides Chris Paul. Um, but that to me, that could easily go six or seven with Dallas. We know that it's just for whatever reason, they just give the nuggets problems. Uh, they have the, the nuggets kryptonite and Boban. He's the secret weapon. He only plays 20 plus minutes a night when it's against the Denver nuggets. Other other than that, he's he's DMP or maybe it's like five to eight minutes, right. but he just, he just tears up the nuggets. Um, and it's hilarious. The, the relationship him. And speaking of that, have you seen, did I send you that commercial? He and Jokic did yeah. in Serbia. Yeah, did. I le- One, my mind was blown. I didn't know (laughs) what was happening, but I was very intrigued and I wanted to see more. Um, But just their relationship is really funny. There was a there was a point in the game where (laughs) Jokic scored a layup and Boban gets it out of the basket and steps right in front of Jokic and bends in front of him and is like stopping Jokic (laughs) from running. It's hilarious. Um, But no, yeah, I I wouldn't want to see Dallas, but the Suns are a good team. I don't think they're a championship team. And I said that on the podcast, on their podcast. I don't think, you know, the Nuggets or the Suns are a championship team. Um, But I think these are two really good playoff teams that could make some noise in the playoffs. Right now, I see both of these teams as a team that wins the first round. And depending on who they get in the second round, they get bounced. Um, And I could easily see these teams being four or five and having to play each other in the first round, which would really suck. But it'd probably be a really fun series.
1: Yeah, no, it'd be a great series. And if that happens, I'll gladly be, uh, you know, we can combine our podcasts after every game and, you know, do something like that, because that would be a yeah, lot of fun. Yell and scream. Uh, yeah, so, but I, I, at the end of the day, though, it's it's LeBron's conference. And until he doesn't get to the finals in a year where he makes the playoffs, it's he's he's going to get there.
0: Yep. Well, that and then not only that, but you got to get past the Clippers who look like a motivated team, Mm -hmm. you know, after they, you know, completely disappointed last year. But then on top of that, even if you do get past those guys, you still got to get past Brooklyn on the other end. Okay, and I get Brooklyn can't play defense like me and you could go out there and drop 15 on the Brooklyn Nets (laughs) today, but they're going to drop 40 with three different guys on your head. You know, and then you have Joe Harris. Like, uh, And I was right, by the
1: way, when before... I don't know when we... Maybe it was right when the trade happened, when I said it. They need to trade Kyrie.
0: Yeah, well, there's such a thing as having too much talent. And I really do think they screwed themselves. Losing Jared Allen, he played phenomenal against them um, when he was with Cleveland. I think losing the depth just was not the move for them. I think they should have just went Kevin Durant, went Harden, Give up Kyrie. He's not worth the headache. Uh, You're already importing one headache from Houston. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's teams that would take him, gladly take him. But I just think I agree with you there. I think now on talent alone, they'll probably still make it. You know, it'd be funny
1: if they could trade. Maybe it ends up being a three team deal. But if they can get Kevin Love, I saw a report out there that they wanted Kevin Love. Yeah, and JaVale McGee. Yeah, if they can trade uh, Kyrie, it'd be funny if they trade Kyrie back to Cleveland. uh, Hey,
0: Kyrie, sorry. (laughs) So we traded you. Where? Cleveland. Remember, you've been there before. And then Kyrie's just going to go missing after that. He's just not going to show up anymore. And you're going to see him in Sri Lanka feeding bananas to panda bears because he just doesn't want to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, yeah. When I saw that, I thought it was hilarious. Cause it's like, oh, Brooklyn Nets—they're interested in JaVale McGee. I was like, that's funny. They had a tall, lengthy guy who could protect the rim already, and they—they they traded him. Now they think they need him again. So, and they're probably getting a worse version of Jared Allen. They are getting a worse version of Jared Allen and, and JaVale McGee. Um, but I did see that even if the Nets wanted to trade for Kevin Love, like it'd be financially impossible. So. No, but- Yeah, like there's there's a lot of financial hangups, so they have to give up one of those big three. And honestly, they probably should. They probably should to get some depth. They need to get
1: rid of Kyrie. It just won't fit Harden and KD. My God, that's a hell of a duo. I mean, it's seamless. Absolutely.
0: Well, and it's because James Harden, he's a playmaker. He's not just a scorer. He can playmake. You know, he can pass. He can be your point guard. So it's just I think Kyrie's the odd man out. And I think if the Nets do want a legitimate shot to get past the Lakers, like who who's who's stopping LeBron and AD from getting to the rim every time? Jeff Green, <laughs> you know. Like uh, who who else was uh, DeAndre Jordan? I mean, if you get DeAndre Jordan in foul trouble, good luck. You know, KD looks like you're playing the five, so good luck guarding Anthony Davis. So, but that would be a fun match up to
1: by far and away the best team
0: they just look like a machine right now i haven't watched them much but i just they just look like a, a well-oiled machine and lebron had like 46 last night and it's just like, i mean well.
1: I, the other day caldwell pope hit seven threes or something ridiculous like that yeah. like that's yeah. your fifth option that's hitting seven threes in a freaking i game. don't even
0: know if he's that he might be like their seventh option right so
1: you know dennis schroeder is playing great over there i just that that's a fantastic team. They're going to go back to back. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they three peated.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they go that far, but I mean, maybe I have to squeeze this in before we go. Jeremy Grant, man. I just, honestly, the more he he scores, I just get hurt. 24 points on the year, six and a half rebounds, three assists. I just, But, but where look,
1: and, and, and here's the thing. Obviously, yes. Would I like to have Jeremy Grant here? Yes, of course. But... just makes me sad. It, but here's the thing. If he was in Denver, MPJ wouldn't be having the year he's having. And are we sure that they would have gotten Jermichael Green? Well, they probably wouldn't
0: have. Well, exactly. and, and, but and we don't know if, if MPJ wouldn't have had a great year. I just think we, Jeremy Grant wouldn't have had, a, had this. I didn't know right. Jeremy what, 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 was capable of this
1: right and and he wouldn't have been able to do that in Denver so you you wouldn't look i i get people are looking at that and be like oh he you know Denver could use that but he would have never done that in Denver so so that's he look Jeremy Grant's a 6 foot 8 small forward that's what he is it's that simple i'm really He's excited not, for that he, game he is he is not what
0: Denver needed
1: i'll disagree with that if
0: i if i had the choice if you could tell me who would you rather if have right now
1: if if I had to choose between the that
0: I don't think so.
1: A don't, he's a
0: better fit? I don't if, think
1: so. If if you're saying that the five I want on the court, I want Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Michael Porter, Jamichael Green, and Nicole Jokic. That's the five. That's the five best on uh, with with Denver. If you put Jeremy Grant in that mix, I, Jeremy Grant's not a power forward. He's just he, he's not.
0: But you can make change. I mean, he's uh, he is only shooting. He's only shooting 38 percent from three. It seems like he's shooting really well. And Jermichael Green's shooting like 50 something percent, um, which is insane. He's Jermichael just
1: Green's better fit. At the end of the day, he's a better fit and allows MPJ to be the become the second best player. On the
0: we'll season. see come playoff time who the better yeah. fit is. That's going to be when it matters. And I think then you'll see that Jeremy Grant is the one that's the better fit.
1: I, I think I'm I'm. I'm gonna say
0: Jamichael Grant. (sighs) He looks so good. Like I didn't know he had this. Like all we saw from Jeremy Grant were dunks, spot up threes, and that's it. That's that's all we saw.
1: What doing there too?
0: Is he? I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to watch that game.
1: Look, they're what? What's they literally have the worst record in the
0: league? Well, sure.
1: I mean, well, they have fifteen centers on their roster. He's a lit- hes literally
0: the only guy that can score on that team. Hey, hold on, Mason Plumley. Okay, he's putting in some work. Don't 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 discredit Mason. Derek Grant's averaging twenty-four. The next guy is Derek Rose. Mason Plumley's putting in a solid eight and eight a night. And Wayne Ellington
1: is still playing. Did you know that?
0: Uh, last night, yes. When I was watching nine Wayne highlights.
1: Ellington is a third. He he is he has the third highest scoring average on that team. Gosh, look at Blake Griffin, twelve points. Like, even, How even, has he even fallen? My 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 dog agrees with it. Like if, if, if no wonder Jeremy Grant's averaging twenty four a game. They don't have anyone else to score. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, no, such... no
1: one else can score.
0: Well, on I that. think it's part of that. But like, he's really sh- like I saw him last night hit a fadeaway elbow jumper. I was like, okay, he definitely wasn't doing that last year. Yeah, or the but, year before. Well, he had more opportunity
1: to do things, and maybe it just was a lucky shot that went in. I don't know. I look I at the end of the day. He had a streak day, of like
0: 15 plus games with 25 sure. points or something. But at like the that. end of the game, he
1: was never gonna do anything
0: like that in Denver. <sighs> I think we're gonna see come playoff time. Michael Green's a better fit in the regular season, but I think come playoff time, I'm telling you. No, I think I think he's gonna be in. It.
1: Look, we saw Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant's impact against LeBron and uh, and Kawhi, right? Which was exceptional. Also, against those wings. I think Jermichael Green can do the same. Oh, stop. No, we can't. He, what? He's the same, he's the same size. He's
0: nowhere near the athlete that Jeremy Grant is.
1: Maybe, maybe not, but I think, I think he's more of a solid guy down low, too. I think he'll, you know, where I think he'll help you too is against Anthony Davis. Uh,
0: I think, by the way, kill Denver. I think Jeremy Grant's the better athlete and, um, better athlete and more skilled i think jim michael's just tougher and yeah. he gives you the you know the attitude um it's no, not I to say like he's a better. bum i think
1: but he's a better three-point shooter too At well least I, I mean just, too.
0: Yeah, stats show that right now but
1: he's the better three and d. he's the he's the exact guy that you wanted the three and d guy
0: let the record That's show it that on january 26th steven said jeremy grant is a better fit for the denver nuggets in the playoffs and brandon said jermichael green is a better fit for the nuggets so when when that comes to fruition and jermichael's getting killed in the playoffs i would like you to admit that's another i need to start bringing a ledger and just write down everything you say that is wrong i'll get you another box Uh, uh, yeah yeah oh it's on record it's on that's a that's an audio contract there's no take backsies you heard it here. Just no take backsies. I just need to write down uh, wanted to trade Patrick Mahomes, says he sucks. Uh, Russell Wilson, overrated. Uh, Jeremy Grant, better than Jermichael Russell Green.
1: Not overrated It's what
0: you said. Essentially, it's what you no, said. No,
1: no see, it's essentially right what you said. At, yeah, that that word, essentially. <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. Theoretically, it's what you said in a nutshell. I'm just I'm just summing it up. Um, Denver nuggets are looking good. Hopefully they can keep it going. Uh, the guys are really tired, but they're, they're getting really lucky. at <laughs> had a really good time because now they have Miami. Jimmy Butler's out tomorrow. Tyler Hero's questionable. Uh, Avery Bradley's questionable. I think Drogic is going to play. Like Miami's going to be depleted. Um, and then you got San Antonio on Friday, who they they're just had home. their post-games postponed. So you might not even be able to play San Antonio if they can't field five guys. So... San Antonio's been playing well this, well this year. They have been looking really good. Um, obviously, I don't but think yeah, that's gonna I mean, last. Miami,
1: San Antonio, then that Utah one's gonna be a big one. Yeah. But then I mean you got Detroit, I can't wait for that Detroit game.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm awesome. honestly really excited. Every time I see on Twitter Jeremy Grant's stat line come up from StatMuse Muse or like Hoop Central, it's like that Wolverine meme. And it's me looking at the picture of Jeremy Grant, and I'm I'm crying in my bed. That's what it is, honestly.
1: Well, they got—they have a really good shot at going on a nice run here.
0: I would think, yeah. I mean, Miami, I think they should win. Uh, San Antonio, if they play it, I think they should win that game. Utah's going to be a tough one. I could see it going either way, but
1: they—they they should beat Utah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not buying Utah. I think they're playing really well right now, but I'm—I'm I'm just not there with them. Um, Detroit, I think, should be a win. Uh, then you get the Lakers. That'll probably be a loss. But yeah. Sacramento, the dreaded Kings, that just seem to. Have the Nuggets number, and then you got Milwaukee, Cleveland, OKC. So yeah, I mean in these next what is that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And the next ten games, I think it's fair to think that the Nuggets could go six and four, seven and three.
1: I was going to say seven and three. I think should be your goal.
0: Yeah, and then you know at that point, what are we sitting at? Seventeen and ten. It's looking good. And then and, honestly, and I think that's, that's that. there been their record over the past few seasons around this mark. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that
0: they're. I, they're in a good spot. <sighs> I'm ready to get my heart broken again. Uh, before we go, did you see that Matt Stafford and the Lions are parting ways? They've agreed to do that. And Vegas' team with the number one odds to land him, your Denver Broncos?
1: Yeah, that's because the Denver Broncos have constantly with Band-Aids on well, the last five years. So all I'm obviously saying? Obviously, they'd be the highest. I, you know what I, I would say, though? I think the Colts will be the team to land him. I think it makes a lot of
0: sense. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is Vegas thinks I'm right and you're wrong. They're not saying not, Matt Ryan's going to be the favorite. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I just don't want it to happen. Yeah, I'm torn, honestly. Like, you
1: know what? Honestly, if I were the GM, I'd leave everything the same, and then when it all falls apart, I can fire Vic Fangio, let Drew Lodge go, and build my own team. Because you get you get a pass if you bring everyone now, back, you get passed because you can say, "Well, it wasn't my
0: team." Well, then at that point, like, should he just? That's what I've been saying. Like, should he just do? bpa let drew lock and all them play yeah, it I out know. for another year and let play it out where it because goes, where it goes.
1: A win-win. if it works out and drew lock plays great and they make the playoffs good for this guy right if it doesn't work out well it's not your fault so now you get to build your own team I, if i were him i'd keep it the same and just be like okay you guys go out there and suck for me <laughs>
0: you guys go out there and suck for me Ugh always positive and reinforcing words from i'm glad you're not a motivational speaker you would be you would be at like those yes man conferences you'd get up there you tap on the mic testing is this thing on you guys all suck and then you'd walk off they're like wow i paid 275 for this yeah get right. better yeah get better losers and then you'd leave it's like wow that's that's harsh. Um, all right, that'll do it for today's podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in. also shout out to everybody that's listened. We broke a thousand listens downloads over the past weekend. Thousand, hurry up! Um, yeah, yeah. Let's well, be nice. It took us a while to get to a thousand, so I mean, just let's not scare us See, you're always trying to scare away the people we do have. you you ask too much. Golly, you're alienating countries. You know, oh, that country sucks. Like, oh, great. And then, there goes our one Argentinian listener. <laughs> so, great. Brandon would be an exceptional marketer. You don't want my product? Don't buy it, loser. Like, all right, well, screw you. I'm not going to buy it. And then we go bankrupt. Anyways, shout out to you guys for listening to the podcast, even if you've done it by accident. However you've listened, we appreciate you. And those of you that listen regularly, um, shout out to you guys. If there's anything we could do to get better, um, you know, let us know uh, if you want Brandon to stop with his horrendous takes about Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Uh, you know, you come what for you me leave? and you yeah. leave for him. So that's that's just what it goes. So yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, shout well, out to the I'm, ABS I'm who the, are I'm the, I'm the real entertainment. So yeah, yeah, your takes are the entertainment. You're you're <laughs> like the the behind the glass Skip Bayless. That's what you are. Um, shout hey, out to but though I'm right most of the time. Oh, well, you weren't right about the the Kansas City Chiefs, but you know, slide that one. You weren't right on your pick 'em this year either. Heyo. <laughs> so I mean, you know what? I
1: had a really good year. You just got really lucky.
0: I'm I'm like the Steph Curry. Once I get hot, you just can't stop me from draining those things.
1: It's just I just mean, you did, boom, you, did you did try to tank it at the end of the year. So
0: <sighs> yeah, I wanted to make you feel That's like you had a chance. Never mind. So. I wanted to make you feel like you had a chance. I didn't want to put too much of a deficit between. Speaking of that, uh, you never gave me your predictions before the season. So I'm going to rattle okay. off mine. Yeah, like division predictions. Well, we oh. did them on the show. No, we didn't. Did we? I thought we did. I don't remember. We don't have time to do that anyways. No one wants to care. No one wants to care.
1: I don't know what we picked, but I'm, I'm sure I picked Mahomes to win MVP. That's not going to happen. No, you long. didn't
0: send me that. I'm the only one that did my... I, I chose Bruce Arians as head coach of the year. Um, I chose Cam Newton as comeback. Woof. That's not going to happen. I chose Clyde Edwards-Elair as offense rookie of the year. Probably not going to happen. Uh, Patrick Queen. I'm sure I'd pick Joe Burrow. I chose um, Christian McCaffrey as Offensive Player of the Year. Woof. Uh, Nick Bosa as Defensive Player of the Year. Woof. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes as MVP. That that one might happen. That
1: was your closest one. No, it won't happen, but that was your closest
0: one. No, that one in uh, Bruce Arians as Coach of the Year? You don't think that has a good shot of happening? Oh, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the no. Bruce Arians one. Um, no. But no, Mahomes won't win MVP. Rogers has that locked up. It's either Mahomes or not Mahomes. It's either uh, Rogers or Josh
0: Allen. Okay, well, I think... My picks are great. Mahomes might be third. Um is third. Okay, one more thing before we go. And I know you have to go, but one more yeah, thing. Obviously, uh, I'm sure you saw Godzilla versus King Kong, the trailer. Did you watch that? Yeah. Who would who would win in a fight? Who's cidering Are you Team Kong or you Team Leopard or Leopard? Team uh Toad.
1: Um, well the way you say that I'm guessing you want me to say Kong. Uh, <laughs> look I, I, I <laughs> i think after watching the kong movie, look if i didn't watch the kong movie i would easily say godzilla but i'm actually leaning towards kong
0: see that's what i tried to tell anthony i was like but, listen but, reptar
1: is close though here's the only thing is that godzilla or reptar can shoot laser beams out of his mouth so that's a, that's an issue well but you know trailer, what too- kong can just grab the laser beam apparently or whatever he had and just you know oh yeah he it. grabbed
0: that random sheet of metal and like yeah. smacked it back into his mouth
1: so I, I think i think it's kong
0: listen i don't care if lizard boy can shoot out his acid reflux and right, close this thing out, I'll be right i don't i don't care i don't care he can do that all i'm saying is donkey kong not donkey kong uh king kong that's a winner right there all right We thank you guys for listening. Obviously, the podcasts haven't been as as frequent as we hope, but we're going to try and get them going as much as possible given the uh, job change situation for me. And uh, we're both working regular 9 to 5 now, so it's uh, kind of hard to get these in. But we're going to try and get them in as much as possible. But we thank you guys for the continued support. Always tuning in, checking in with us. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I am Stephen Preach Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, oh, oh.